Hello and welcome to Conversations with Kim Creighton, home for real talk with real experts about real issues impacting real people. Conversations with Kim Creighton is a themed special series podcast and season one is Tech's Looming Threats. So I didn't want to give people a heads up what I wanted to talk about because I just want your unthought about, well, not thought about, but unscripted um, kind of uh, responses. Oh, before I begin, thank you for all oh, you and your family for always sending me a Christmas card. It is so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you got it. Yeah, we, yeah, we enjoyed to see that little this. girl growing, it's like, good Lord. <laughs> mm -hmm. She, she was short and I saw it and I was like, wait a minute, she's um, got a little height there. <laughs> you just, uh, she turned seven wow. in January. Wow. All right. So we're going to start with what is your role? In, in mm -hmm. what is what my is role? role? In tech. In what? <laughs> Not in your family, but what is the, what is your role? Yeah. Uh well, oh, first so, of all, what's so your right name? Now, I don't, I what's don't your name you know, and but... then your role? My bad. Oh yeah. Uh, how you doing? I'm I'm Marco Rogers. Um, uh, my role in tech, I have been an uh, engineer and an engineering leader for many years now. Um, you know, mostly uh working in web applications and um and SaaS products. Uh, but um. I've been doing this for 20 plus years, like building software of some shape or form. And for probably the last 10 years, um, also heavily involved in like, how do we actually create healthier uh, and more diverse uh, workforces within tech? Uh, and that's like a whole thing. So um, I don't know. That's mostly how I would how I would describe my okay. my role. So based on what you just said as your role, the parameters or the um, landscape of your role, what is the biggest looming threat that you see? Uh, well, I mean, it's hard to pin down the biggest. I think there are a lot of looming threats. Um, but, you know, I think that something that I've sort of learned, I learned in recent years and then. I think right now we're experiencing it is that um, when we talk about sort of trying to change the culture of tech, things are going to, it's going to ebb and flow, right? And I think that we, for the last several years, have experienced like, a, you know, like a sort of things sort of moving in a positive trajectory. And I realized that like, you know, that was only going to go for so long before we were going to see sort of a, a pullback or a correction. And I think we're seeing that now. Right. And what I mean, but what, what do I mean by that? We had pushed a lot of this industry towards at least talking about and uh, making public statements about wanting to be more diverse and wanting to have healthier cultures and and now we're seeing sort of the backlash where they're like, okay, that didn't work. We're gonna stop doing any of that. And also we're gonna lay everybody off. <laughs> so uh, I think that um, the, the, I think I'm recognizing that this is sort of a, a downturn in terms of what we wanna see happen in, in the tech industry. But, uh, you know, rather than being discouraged, I think it's more like, I'm like, well, I think this is normal. Like you can't have everything go your way and, and when we set out, we had to recognize that this wasn't going to be an overnight thing and that it wasn't going to be easy. And so I'm just like, okay, well, what's the, you know, what's next? Um, and we sort of have to deal with the environment that's in front of us. Um, but I do think we're experiencing that pullback. Um, uh, so that's one thing that I think when you, when you ask me sort of what are the looming threats? Um, but I think that uh, there's more than that, right? Um, I do think that, you know, it, the thing that's happening right now with what they're calling AI, I hate that label uh, because it's not AI, but uh, these large language models, I think are going to have a really fundamental impact on uh, tech and that as a result, tech is going to have even more uh, of a huge impact on our lives 
uh, and that um, it's a big problem, right? And the reason, why, why do I say that the the current sort of technology that's developing with large language models is a big problem? Uh, and I want to I want to set it in the right context, right? Because I'm not just having sort of a reaction to the to the technology. But I, I was tweeting about this and I said, uh, what these large language models do is that uh, they process very, very large amounts of data and then they make guesses about what people want, right? And what we know about the tech industry is that they don't actually want to be responsible for the impact of anything that they build. And I think you combine that with the fact that the technology also is not predictable. It's non-deterministic. We do not know what it is going to spit out and they can't tell us, right? And so we're heading into a place that's gonna be very chaotic, I think, as, as tech allows these large language models to generate whatever it is that they generate and the actual sort of leaders in tech don't don't care what the impact is as long as they can monetize it. Uh, and I think that's going to be a very chaotic and, and dangerous environment that we're going into. So that's what's okay. on my mind. And so what are the uh, what are the challenges to addressing these threats? What are those challenges? The challenges to addressing these these threats. Um, so with, with the with the the large language models, I'm not sure. Actually, I think I'm spending a lot of time thinking about that particular question. It's like, well, well what do we, what do we do about mm -hmm. this this potential problem? And I'm not sure. I don't think I have um, really clear thoughts for you today on that. Um, it's easy to sort of talk about like government regulation. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to work. And even when it, even if it does it takes years and years so and they don't think they won't I mean, catch if you up look at this. um section 230 um i was i watch um joe scarborough joe in the morning joe just because i like watching former republicans and he was in the congress when passing um 230 and their inability to think long term or to extract like even possibilities is so short-sighted because um, all they were th thinking about were blogs. They didn't even think about the internet. They couldn't even envision what we had. And I'm thinking had they had, I'm sure people in tech were thinking about it <laughs> um, and, um, and could have advised on, this is where we are. These are the things that the people are talking about and doing, and this is what the potential thing 10 years out could be. <laughs> and and yeah. so that gets to your even... The governmental, I'll say entities, which inc including um, elected officials, contractors, uh, the people who make those decisions, let's say in the legislative chamber, are so ill-equipped to even have these conversations and we keep seeing it over and over again. So I'm with you on the, any regulation is, is any regulation that comes is going to be in response to something that's already been a problem that caused harm. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. They can only be yeah. reactive. Uh, I mean, we see that with oh, crypto, right? Yes. <laughs> like, people have literally been ripped off for billions and billions and billions. And they're, like, and they're oh. still just, like, talking about it. They're still just like, talking about it. What do we do with a salmon? What do we do with a freeze? What do we do? So, um, I think, so the only other thing I would say about the AI stuff is that I do think that we have to really lean into asking for uh, transparency, right? Like, what do these models do and how do they do it? Uh, I, and I think that's a, a, a tactic because, you know, you and I sort of being closer to the technology, we know that they that's can't what I was about to say. Questions. I was about to say, wait a minute. They can't. They don't know. <laughs> Right. Uh -huh. They can't. And so when you lean into like, well, the only way to do this responsibly is if you can tell mm -hmm. us what is what the what the thing is going to do. And if you can't like be responsible for what the outputs are, then you can't be accountable. And thus, this is probably really irresponsible. One of, one of my right? things is I, I, I get that one, but I don't even have a problem with. Taking incremental steps. 
seeing what happens, going back, research, you know, looking at the data, making decisions and making the new, we don't do that. We don't. So now yeah. everybody's like, oh, let's get on the, 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 let's just do the, what's it called? Chart. I get the acronym wrong. Yeah. I get Chat that wrong. But everybody's like, yeah. it's like every day we see on Twitter, somebody saying how this is fucking up their business. And yet everybody's just like, well, everybody's doing it. <laughs> so, so uh, I don't know if you've heard, right. But this is already uh, sort of changing the landscape of uh -huh. creative writing. Journalism. Uh, there's that, there's that, um, there's that one, um, I think, I think they publish a magazine, like a sci-fi and fantasy magazine. And they usually take, you know, submissions of creative mm -hmm. works, right? So like, you know, submit your short story or whatever to be in the magazine. They had to shut down submissions because it was overrun by, by AI generated oh, my submissions. Lord. Yeah, and they were like, we don't know what to do about this. We just have to stop taking submissions until we figure it out. Did you hear the other story? That right. I think I read it yesterday about the company who has to, sh the president had come out saying, we don't do these things that this thing is telling you that we do. And customers mm -hmm. are pissed because mm -hmm. the thing is saying they have these services and we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, the way, the, the first place that they really wanted to deploy these AI uh models was in customer service mm -hmm. chat like they want to stop employing mm -hmm. humans to help you with customer service and just have a bot that like regurgitates whatever who knows but they exactly. don't have to pay a person they're just like <laughs> oh maybe this will work out for you <laughs> right and i think that you know it's so it's so it goes back to your point about being short-sighted like as a as a business right Shouldn't I be thinking like, what is this thing gonna say on my exactly. behalf? <laughs> my reputation. Shouldn't, shouldn't that be a concern <laughs> that I have? Reputation, you know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Um, I don't know how this is gonna work out, but I do think that we uh need to be paying attention. I do think we need to be sort of pushing on how do we, how do we do our best to steer this in the right direction like you know i'm i guess i'm sort of in that place where i'm like you can't put the, yeah. the genie back yeah. in the bottle mm -hmm. or whatever but we have to because i was just about to say right this direction. is and this is different from crypto in the fact that there was no we, we knew there were no inherent value in that and when people started getting burned that this was gonna but this right here yeah it's, yeah, different. it's different yeah you're right because uh because i do think that there are going to be a lot of real business applications mm -hmm. to it, uh, both reasonable and very unreasonable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and so it really is going to drive a lot of uh, conversation and it's going to be hard to push back on, unlike crypto. You just have to wait for people to lose enough. <laughs> and money. pray your family wasn't in it. <laughs> and play, and yeah, and try to try to keep your people out of it and just wait for it to fall down. And it went exactly like that. Um, so that was pretty wild, but, um, this is going to be, uh, very different, I think. So uh, it, it sounds like you and I have had a lot mm -hmm. of similar thoughts yeah. about it. So what about, um, your first, um, I'm trying to remember what the first thing you said, you said AI and you were talking about, um, oh, the pushback that's happening. What are the challenges? You see there? Yeah. I, I talked about the turnaround in conversations about diversity and inclusion and healthy mm -hmm. work cultures. It's just, I, I don't know how it feels to sort of people who are a little bit further away from this industry, but from inside of it, like it's mm -hmm. like a 180. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't care. Um, and they never have. And it's it was wild. the climate, the culture at the time yes. was correct. Was not only permissible, but an expectation. They were being pressured. And and now that the climate is such that a DeSantos can say, African-American AP is not a value, or I just saw the day that he is doing where you can't talk about inclusion, diversity, and equity at all in colleges. Um, so he's now, they're now di dictating um, uh, yeah. curriculum beyond K through 12. Um, and it's this permissible, just like I saw the thing yesterday with, and I tweeted about it, um, the Dilbert guy. 
who, I mean, it is openly okay now to say black folks don't like us, so we don't need to be around them. And I'm happy to be racist without the caveat. Well, like, why, why don't they want to be around us? Hmm. Is it right? <laughs> and also, but also well, the self-reflection part is y'all have never wanted to be around us. So when we say we don't want to be around y'all, it's a problem. <laughs> That's why y'all have these segregated mm, yeah. subdivisions and all these other things. You created this space, this thing. But when we say, you know, let me inculcate and not be around, and then it's a problem. Then we're racist. Then we have a problem. But there's a reason because you, you motherfuckers are unpredictable. <laughs> that well, I mean, they don't have any intention of trying to make almost sense. definitely. Oh, you they can just, see it with the whole they Republican don't, thing. Right? They don't. Yes. They don't have to make. Sense. You can. You can <laughs> lie today, and it be, and people ignore it, and they they won't say. Well, did you say it? no? No. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little bit tough, but like I guess. Um, so you, I guess you're you were asking me. Okay, I see yeah. this problem. How should no? What we, are the challenges? Like what's mm -hmm. what are the challenges? Um, and how should we be thinking about it? And, um, you know, for me, uh, and you, you may have noticed this too, cause I, I think that my, my thinking about this shifted and I, I sort of started to talk about it on Twitter and people <laughs> didn't like it. Right? Not you, uh, Marco. People didn't this, like right? what you had to say. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working through this, but here's my thing. I believe that we had, maybe still have, but we had uh a lot of leverage and we had the opportunity to use that leverage to change our relationship with these business owners and i'm just really worried that we missed that opportunity that that leverage is actually draining away mm -hmm. right and and this connects to the economy right like the the thing that strips away your leverage is uh when the economy mm -hmm. goes bad like as long as all these companies were doing really well and being successful, they would come to the table because they wanted to figure out how to make it continue, right? But when the economy turned and all of a sudden they're not successful, like we like we can no longer make the case that their success depends on us. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what changed. They're like, I'm losing money anyway. Why am I listening to you? And that's a really bad place to be in terms of leverage, mm -hmm. right? So we went from, you know, tech people have so mm -hmm. much, uh, you know, they're so entitled and they make all this money and, you know, we got to, you know, make sure that they're happy to like laying off mm -hmm. tens and thousands mm -hmm. of us at a time. Like, and it was such a, such mm -hmm. an abrupt. And I, I, I believe to me, you know what I mean? I'm not going to say it was coordinated, but it was a deliberate, it, once they saw the opening, it was a strategic alignment. Yes, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, they all talked to each other. We saw this. Like I know, I know you saw this. People, I, you know, it was such. It was so. It was so unprecedented to me, and I don't think people paid attention. Do you remember when uh, Elon Musk was uh, trying to get out of buying Twitter, and they mm -hmm. took him to court, and that meant that they got to do mm -hmm. discovery. And they text messages? his text messages. It was amazing. And it was so mediocre. Nobody had a plan, a strategy, or anything. So amazing. Yes. So there was no so that's plan. that's the thing that I stay optimistic about. Yes, they have the intention. They're not adept to do the strategy. So I, for me, I feel I, I'm with you that what's happening is deliberate, chaotically coordinated. What they don't realize, though, is all those years of white men finally recognizing and owning that they have privilege and they need to step aside, that doesn't change just because y'all decided it's going to. So your, your culture right. is, is rooted. I mean, the people, the masses have shifted. You haven't because it had never really impacted them at the top. It was either decision. Right. It, was a, it was a line. It was a budget line item. Do we want to have DEI? You know, it was just a line item. They don't understand, and they show it every day. Musk just demonstrates it every day. He does not understand people. He does not understand his products. He doesn't understand users. And they, same thing with DHS, they don't understand 
that, like you said before, when we were talking about AI, this genie is out the bottle. And so this is why specifically I shifted and shut down causing. First of all, that was just too much. That was just draining. I'm like, I cannot be angry all the time. At these. I just cannot do this. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't, you can't, you gotta. <laughs> exactly. Because they're going to, because they're going to do some wild every shit day. every day. Exactly. Exactly. So you get on before you hit before you hit open on Twitter. You're like, okay, let's get myself together. <laughs> let's let's zen out. But what they what what is happening is, and this is why. Okay, I stopped causing scene, and this is why I also, particularly for the book, redefine what anti racism is. I'm like, I cannot be against my whole life. I cannot be against white supremacy and anti blackness. I'm not doing that work. It's out there. It's not changing. What I want to have a conversation about with people, are you for supremacy, free coercion, free discrimination, free and exploitation free? That's all I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about that. And so there are, I've been coming in contact with a lot of different people building alternatives. That's what's going to take us building these alternatives. And they won't have a choice because people will be moving. And you're going to have, it's going to be like the, um, the, the, the parlors. Or what you know when you or, or what Twitter's turning into. We see it happening in front of us. Yeah. It is when you yeah. have nothing because all that shit. White supremacy's only rule role is chaos and destruction. It is not going to improve. And so when you see the alternatives coming out, and then that brings up Spoutable to me because that has been amazing to watch because. This is another reason why we talk about, I created the rules of engagement. When you put, once you get all these marginalized people in the space, how do you manage that? And he went straight to his ego. And I was like, oh, Lord have mercy, dude. He was not <laughs> He's ready. not ready for this conversation. He, exactly. And, and he showed it. He's not ready for this conversation. He thought, okay, I'm going to build this thing and it's going to be different than Twitter, but there's nothing wrong with me. I'm like, no, dude, you need to do your own internal reflection because- you in one statement by telling this by making this apology or whatever it was and saying well not even apology but making this statement of a person who's already who's been sexually harassed why would you disclose that about some why would you why would you do that <laughs> that's just like telling your girlfriend yeah I, I i i hit you you used to get beat by your old boyfriend what you upset what <laughs> You know, I, Spotable was interesting, be, is interesting because I think that, um, I mean, they definitely tapped into something that made people want to seek something different. And they, like I, I said this the other day, I, they should have just been quiet. <laughs> it's just like, let yep. people, you know, let people come in, let people sort of start to figure things out. And you have to be adaptable if you're trying to grow a social network. Like, what 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 he tried to do is he's like i'm gonna hold on to this really tight and try to make it into what i want it to be and i'm like no you can't do that that's not what this is you know what i mean and we see it all the time it's smaller and you're doing scale you're doing it at scale Mm -hmm. dude and that's another thing that people don't understand how complex it is to grow and manage a community they just don't get it every time you grow another social network um it's going to go faster and be more chaotic because people have higher expectations. Like people are like, let's replace Twitter. And I'm like, it took 15 years to make Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? To turn it into yep. what it is now, mm-hmm. 15 years. <laughs> so, and you can see, you can see the difference when, it, you know, it, it's so fascinating to me, Kim, cause I'm like, I want people to be learning lessons, but it's so hard, right? Like, all you got to do is pay attention. Like you can see the difference because Elon Musk is going in and he's turning stuff off. He's just like, I'm trying, I need to save some money. Cause I owe, I owe people billions of dollars. So he starts turning off things and people are like, well, Twitter's still technically working, but why is it getting shitty? Do you know what I mean? It's like, these things yep. matter. You and know what having I mean? like, people there to the maintain a good feed and a bad one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it matters. And what like, he's actually doing know. is for the first time in all, and this is what's amazing to me, with all the years of marketing and PR, he is shitting all on that just in these, oh my God, all his, mm. all the Kara Swishers, everybody who thought he was great is now, mm-hmm, this is what you, this is what you've been upholding, this right here. <laughs> yeah. 
this right yeah. but he's not the yeah. only one and it's like they um I'm not I'm never gonna pay Twitter for shit. So I don't know what you <laughs> You know what you know what's uh you know what I, I just the question that I always ask Kim about this environment where like people are lining up behind these billionaires and I'm just like, okay, but like did he give you some money? Like did you get something out of this? Like did he give mm -hmm. you some money? <laughs> I don't think like no, I don't think so. Right? <laughs> like if you if you said, Okay, I I I like crawled behind this dude. And made myself look a fool talking about he's a genius or whatever, but you got like yeah. some money out of it. I might be like, all right, you know, get in where you fit in. But like, he don't give people nothing. Like, yeah. you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't get but shit. It's, but it's fan culture, totally. I mean, it, but it's fan culture, period, for me, because I feel the same way about Nicki Minaj fans, Beyonce fans, Rihanna fans, um, Drake fans. Oh, it's the stan culture. And so when they fuck up and do something, you can't right. say anything because right. you got to stand. It's the it's the uh, Kamala Harris. Right. It was the Bernie. It was, I don't, that's why I don't do stan culture. It is once you put, right. once you make an allegiance to something <laughs> like that, to a person, every now, it's the same thing. We see it playing out with the GOP. You've made an allegiance to, Trump, but you before you realize how bad it was gonna get, and now you have unearthed all this shit you've been trying to keep down. They've been these motherfuckers been around in the GOP forever, and they've been kept. They've been kept down, just like I've been. Like I tell people, yeah. Candace Owens, um, all that, we had them people in our community. They just went. We, we didn't listen to them. Y'all picked them fuckers up. We didn't listen right. to them. <laughs> right. They not exactly. when you have a black person that black people don't listen to. That's a problem on you. And so what I see is when you're when you people have tied not just stand ups, they tied their whole personas, their personalities to these people. So they have to fight because they're fighting for them. They see even though he has nothing in common with these folks. They have projected on themselves and onto him something familiar that not. I didn't get that. Did you try again? Immersive theory. No, that was me. <laughs> I just looked up in this series, just listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but yeah. Uh, but no, you you're right. You're right. And I because I'm like, not looking I, forward to I it when it comes to 2024. Like... If Biden doesn't run and Kamala, oh, the K hive gonna go the fuck off. <laughs> yeah uh i i you know i'm not yep. looking forward to it either. um but i i mean i'm I'm very worried about oh. desantis like he i don't think he can make it on the national stage and it's gonna be bad um he i mean look look but, but no he can do he is, can do a lot of damage like he you, can do a lot of damage do you remember? Do you remember what it was like when Trump started? But that's running? my whole point. It felt no. That's ridiculous. my whole point. He no it one is ridiculous. no one can take that old man on. <laughs> and you can see it now. They're like they're not ducking and bobbing. People won't say his name. Um, he don't come at. I don't know. I feel different. At, no, I, no. Just, I remember when it felt ridiculous, it's and then ridiculous. Donald Trump was the actual president of the actual. For me, United it's not. States. It's not ridiculous. <laughs> what I'm saying is, DeSantis doesn't have. He can do what he can. He can do in Florida. That shit ain't gonna fly nationally. That's what I'm saying. That ain't gonna. That's gonna fly in pockets of the United States. But you already had Trump. Yeah, I think he's well, but I think he's gonna moderate. Oh, when he, he goes national. Yeah. I think. Oh, uh, well, my, my my thing but is he. I don't know. My thing is, it's going to be chaotic because if Trump doesn't get the nomination, he either going to go third party or he going to literally be in his intention to burn it all down because he doesn't give a shit about any of it. That's what I yep. want. I yep. want him to start burning burning people. That's what I want. And that's what I'm saying. DeSantis, can't, can't, DeSantis won't survive that. That's what I'm, He won't survive okay. Trump. I, I hope so. He won't survive Trump. So. He doesn't have it in him. Um, I, just want, I just want this to be a thing where everybody involved really regrets for the rest of their lives that they made Trump happen. I want them to really regret it. I want him to just burn. And so everything. I even like, I look at a uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene who's in, you know, our backyard and I'm looking people all saying, I'm like, I'm from Georgia. My has been saying that they, my, my whole life. She ain't saying nothing, nothing new Indeed. that it's just loud. She just has. But they're exactly. letting her say it. 
and they're exactly. letting her sit in Congress, and they're letting her, they're putting her on the news. Like that's the and, difference. The difference. You know what I mean? But the difference though is in the but this she's not new. She's been there. There have been people like her before. What's different is we got the internet. We can stay all connected. That's what keeps me hopeful. Is that I found a person like you all the way in California, and we met in Germany. You know, there are, I tell people there are more of us than it is of them. They're just, well, um, they've been working at this for longer than we have. So they have, they know their talking points. They don't have their homogenous, so they don't have to have all the diversity conversations. Um, so they can get in like this on a topic and they all, somebody says something crazy and they all like, okay, let's run with that. We have to sit back and be like, okay, you, hey, 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 you can't say that. <laughs> that is not, you know, so, yeah. but we're getting there. It's more of us. And as it turns up, and Let I've always go. said, I, they have to, they have to die. And that's just, and I, it, the parasite from a white supremacy is finally eating them. And it just has to turn. I've been telling people for the last, these next two years are going to be wild. Buckle up because it is, it is Let all. Me, uh... I don't mean to interrupt you, Kim, but you you reminded me of something like you reminded me of sort of what we started talking mm -hmm. about, right? Like what this backlash that's going on in tech, right? And I, I and I think that you sort of brought to me a thought that I was trying to have, but I I wasn't getting there, and you sort of reminded mm -hmm. me, right? Like this is you know we are definitely sort of in a in a in a battle against these other people, and they're not gonna be. Like we have to defeat them. They're not gonna go away. They're, They're not, not gonna, gonna be back down. Mm -mm. Like exactly, they have to be crushed. Like, we have to. They have to be crushed. Them. But I, I think that. So I spend more time thinking about the other white people, right? The white people who, when you talk to them, they say that they're on your side and they don't want this to happen, et cetera. But then when the rubber meets the road, they don't do anything. And that's why I don't have allies. They don't, I don't do. Believe in that shit. Mm -hmm. They don't do anything. And I do think that we sort of, we have to continue to figure out, like, how do you activate these white people? And it's not that, like, I need them to be activists. That's not, I don't think that that is what we're talking about. But what I'm, the people I'm talking about are the people who are in the room when, you know, the billionaire says, I'm going to do this. And then they say nothing. You see <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm talking about the people who are in the room when they're like, hey, should we lay everybody off? And they say yep. nothing. Mm -hmm. You well, see what I mean? And if you remember, I, I, I sent you remember when you were sort of um, gathering these those short videos. Do you remember the yes. one that I sent you? And I said, you got to recognize when you are in the mm -hmm. room when it's happening. Like you were there when it mm -hmm. happened you and you didn't say anything. Say anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's what I'm most Okay, so let about. me tell you how right. I'm addressing that. Right now I'm I'm um I'm building we're building a community called White Do Rehab. Because what I found in cuz you know that's all I white work with. There are enough of these white people well I'm doing white dudes specifically because they have the unmitigated privilege to do absolutely nothing. But what I've learned from conversations in my advising and consulting, they don't know what the fuck to do. First of all, they feel what they feel and they don't know how to process it. They'll try to go to certain friends. and they. So what I'm doing is creating a space, a safe space for y'all to go in and talk about all the shit y'all need to do and come up with strategies without harming everybody else. Because when y'all start asking black people, it's problematic. When y'all start doing this shit, it's problematic. I need y'all in a room, in a, on a lot, in an online, online community, working this shit out together. And every time I talk to a white dude, they're like, oh my God, this is what I need because they want to do. They don't know how to do. And every time they do, they fuck up. And so they just sit like, and they just sit and here they're, like- They're not real good at, they're not- And so also, hold on before you- They're not, they're not real good. They're not real good at uh, like, continuing even though they're they fucking they stop they, yeah. like they're they're very good at opting yep, out like yep, oh that didn't yep, go let me, well let me yeah let me stop and so <laughs> what this is it is an intentional process of putting shit in their faces making them very uncomfortable deal with this shit in a safe space with them talk to your talk to your cohorts come up with a strategy activate that strategy 
And that strategy usually is your face don't need to be around. You need to be giving your sponsorship, your money and all that other shit. But you don't need to be talking. You don't need to be the face of it. You need to be pulling those levers. But they don't know how to do that. And that and I and I get it because and I guess that's why I have a, 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 um, extend grace with boundaries because I recognize that they sit at the seat of never being held accountable and never having it. Everybody does stuff for them. So they don't know how to do anything for themselves. Their moms, their aunts, their whatever, um, growing up, did everything yeah. for them. White women will, will burn the earth for this white supremacy shit. So they've never had, they've never had to do any of it. I think about this a lot, Kim. And I think you're, I think you're right. I would go, I would go a step further and talk about like, how these power structures actually work and why it leaves individual white people so um, ignorant of it because they don't actually have to take action. All they have to do is like express uh, a discomfort or, or a dissatisfaction and then other yes. systems and will that, activate on that's, their behalf. That's it. That, and they don't understand it. that. And that's why I always put an and. That's why it's not an or, it is an and. You benefit at the expense of other people. It's not just you benefit. Right. There is an and there. <laughs> and so, yeah. But I, and, yeah. I, but I, and I think this thing is so insidious because that's why they, I realized this at some point and it blew my mind. That's why they keep being confused like they didn't do anything. They don't understand like just- Like this just, is not my fault. <laughs> they don't understand by them being in the room or absent in the room, their presence is being, yes. their their values, their- Best interests are being taken care of by systems, institutions, and policies. They can, they don't have to do absolutely. If they're in the room, it's doing it, and when it's when they're not in the room, it's working on their behalf. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, uh, and these are these are these are difficult concepts to really get people yeah. to wrap their heads yep. around. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's very difficult. Anyway, I'm I'm always happy that. Yeah, and that's work. why I wrote the. Um, sorry, I'm sorry to. Uh, oh, sorry no, no, to no, no. Shift us, but you you just made me th really think about that. Then I think is a really core part of the the problem. And, and that that's why well, that's why when I said because I can't do be against white supremacy and anti-blackness because then that doesn't extend white dudes grace or white people grace. I'm gonna give you grace with with boundaries. And I'm going to yeah. take that uh, educator hat put on and say, hey, this is where you are. This is where we need to go. Now, you're going to take responsibility. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it out, but you're going to take responsibility to take it, every one of those steps because you're not used to it. It's the same thing as they're learning how to walk. They've never had to do this. Mm. And so yeah. that's where. Yep, exactly. Well. So you, what, that's what the group is. So it's it's while they're doing that stuff, because you know toddlers brush their heads. So it's, so you you have a put you in a padded little room, so y'all can just do all that shit without hurting yourselves and other everybody else around you. So that's the idea behind that. So my final question for you is, based on this conversation that we've had, what problems should the next generation of technologists be working on? Um. How, you know, that's, I think it's a tough uh, question for me to answer. I, I don't know that I've put a ton of thought into that particular question. Like what, what should the next generation be working on? Um, and, and instead, I, I guess I can give you, um, I can give you sort of a, a different okay. thought that I've had that mm -hmm. may be related, right? Which is, you know, you and I can sort of sit and, and talk a lot of shit about uh, about the tech industry, but like I always try to keep perspective and and um, make sure that I acknowledge that like I'm I'm in it. Like I have been uh, in this industry and helping to build things for a very long time, and I've had to sort of reconcile that with the critiques mm -hmm. that I have, right? Um, and I think that there was a point that I realized, like I, I've sort of always been. I, I was conditioned early on in my career to talk about the ethical impacts of what we do. Like there's certain things you shouldn't do because they're not, it's not right. Um, and I think we used to be able to, like as technologists, we used to be able to set those boundaries. And what I, what I have seen is that like, that's harder and harder to do. Like as a technologist, they're gonna, at some point they're gonna ask you to do something mm -hmm. that's not okay. And more so, if you don't do it, mm -hmm. somebody else will do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, There's people, just a lot. Not more only will do do it, do it for free. Do it just to be in the space. <laughs> yes. 
Right. Uh-huh. Indeed. Yes. Uh, and so I do think it's it's much harder to sort of set those boundaries. So one thing I would say is that we re we really have to figure out how to educate uh, the new generations mm -hmm. of technologists because it's not happening in the way that I remember mm -hmm. it happening, right? Like why mm -hmm. you shouldn't do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what's going to happen if you do this? Um, and so I, I think we've lost some of that education piece because the, the tech industry is so much bigger mm -hmm. than it used to be. And people mm -hmm. don't get that. Like this was, this has been sort of a lucrative industry, but it was small and now it's huge. Like it's gone mainstream. You have a CS degree. Pop culture, everything. Yes. And that's another thing. Self-taught, unless you seek out those, that kind of information, it's rarely any kind of curriculum. Yeah. It has, when I say it's, it's broken out into pop culture, what I mean is that people get introduced to tech uh, as a thing that they want to do that has nothing to do with like yeah, learning exactly. computers. They're just like, I want to have my own social network or I I'm learning have tech app. to build this thing. Yes. And, and the thing is, I think that that's mm -hmm. actually fantastic. That's sort of getting to my point, which is I do believe that what we, what I want to see is us um, democratizing tech more. I think that. It shouldn't be something that's only owned by these megacorps that have like infinite resources. Uh, and instead we have to put more value into the hands of, you know, people with people like, and let me, let me rephrase that. We have to put this power into the hands of people who share mm -hmm. our values and have, and build things that are more in line with our values. And we can, right? Like we can do that. Um, because in most cases, uh, you know, the huge companies, yes, they have a lot of resources, um, but but eventually all of this stuff becomes yeah. cheap enough that yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. how many resources you have. And a person with much fewer resources can do something similar. And so we can build these alternatives that you were talking about. Yeah, like one we can. And I, that's what I want to see is, is like, um, that I've been talking about that? and I've been talking about forever, but I'm really picking up on it now is... And it speaks to what you just said. We need more folks with our values not being consumers, but producers. And as is with the systems, institutions, and policies as exists that um, elevate white, cis, hetero, um, Christian, married men above all else um, as the default that extracts wealth, extracts value, it's always, because I remember having conversations three years ago with people, th more than that, five years ago, with people about, um, I was in a talk and people were just really starting to talk about blockchain and they kept talking, it was a room full of white people and they kept talking about blockchain and what we're going to do in Africa. I'm like, why don't y'all teach them how to do it so they can do it from themselves? It, you're still talking about them as consumers of whatever the fuck you want to make. Yeah. And yeah. I'm talking about, when we talk about these generational wealth conversations, there is no way that we can have a true generational wealth conversation if we're considered, if all we're doing is consuming. Yep. You know, I, I, I agree with you 100%. It, it reminds me of, uh, of one of my stories, and this was years and years ago, and it has really stuck with me because I was in, I was in this group. It was like a Slack channel, I guess, but it was, you know, a bunch of like young people of color and they were really interested in tech and I was really trying to create connect connections with them and I talked to this, this young woman and she just started talking to me about the thing that she wanted to do she had a whole idea she was like I want my site and she had like she what she was as mm -hmm. a writer she had pages and pages of like mm -hmm. essays and poems and like things that she had produced that she really loved and she really just wanted to mm -hmm. share them with people and she had this whole idea where she's like, well, I want to be able to like cross-reference. I want people to be able to search. I want to create a community where other people can share their writing. And like, you can find more writing mm. similar to what you just saw. Like she had the so whole a TikTok idea. or writing. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just, you know, and she was so passionate about it. And she was, she, the only reason she was in this tech community is because she was trying to figure mm -hmm. out how to build it. <laughs> right. And we talked, I talked to her and stuff and I was trying to give her some perspective and like I remember when we hit a wall because she was like well how do I get all of my writing into the 
the database or whatever and make it searchable. And we, we sort of talked. And I was just like, well, what do you have? Is it in like Word documents or whatever? And she's just like, well, no, it's like written down. Like it's right. I have no pads. <laughs> I have like no, uh -huh. I have, yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. that's harder. Because there's <laughs> some steps to I mean? even get to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. And and the thing is, like I said, it's harder. Yes. It's not impossible, uh -huh. just harder. Right? Like, I know exactly what the technology is. We can do, like, OCR. Like, you can scan the pages mm -hmm. and try to determine, you know, from your handwriting what the words are. And, like, I knew everything about how to do it. And I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be a lot of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, how do we get to a place where that that that's one of my go-to examples. Like, the ability to give this young woman uh the the capability to just like use this ocr technology get her stuff into the internet and then start working with it it should be possible mm -hmm. why is it not <laughs> you know what I mean? all the technology is there have, um but seven fully funded at the time um electric bike companies in atlanta <laughs> right 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 like take some of these yeah. scooters off the street <laughs> and give this yeah, woman something exactly. that she wants like i you know so i think you know i, I just i know that was sort of a long-winded story but my, i guess i'm sort of trying to underscore my point which is that being a technologist and and also being a person who's sort of gone on this journey of you know how do we actually get the tech we want like that's my that's my wife's mm -hmm. thing now right um and i'm just like i'm just in this place where i'm like i know what's possible technology it does take a lot of upfront investment, but then we can do a lot to democratize this and yeah. give it to other people. Mm -hmm. Like the running of it has gotten so much cheaper. The development yeah. of it is still a little expensive, right? But once you have it and once you package it in a way that's more accessible mm -hmm. to a wider range of people, it's actually great. And I think people will leverage that to, to create more uh, equitable systems. And so that's what mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about. And I know to your point, to your question, I know that there are a lot of people in the newer generation of technology. Yeah. That's what they want. They're just like, man, I thought this was easier because I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to get it so I can get mm -hmm. put it over here. And they're just finding that it's not quite as easy as they wanted. Or, it but what they were so told we to it was going to be. That's why I started with me. You remember yeah. I started with mentoring. My talks about mentoring. Stop telling people this stuff is so easy because it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> It's not. And, and they, they internalize it. They and don't they think, think, they think I don't belong here because I can't grasp this instead of, they told me this was easy yes. and it's not easy. And if I stick it out, I can right. figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's my thing. I'm thinking okay. about a lot, actually. Uh, and it's one of the main reasons why I didn't sort of hop back into another mm -hmm. job after mm -hmm. I got laid off is that I'm just like, okay, well, if it's going to happen, like I have to I have to choose to sort of be a part of some kind of solution. And so I'm thinking a lot about where I would put mm -hmm. those efforts. Well, keep so, me posted. Definitely. Um, I hope that's a, I hope that's no, a no, 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 that's good. That's good. Um, keep me posted on what you come up with. Mm -hmm. I'd be, I'd be interested. So thank you so much for taking this time. I'm just really diving into this and getting all these different perspectives. Cause as I'm going out, particularly now that I'm, um, in front, not in front of just white audiences anymore. I, I, I want to give them some insight into what people like us are saying. <laughs> mm, yeah, I hear that. <laughs> what hear people that. like us are saying, because <laughs> you ain't getting the real story from other people. And how do you navigate right. all of this stuff and, and keep your sanity and keep your health? <laughs> right. I hear that. And I'm glad that you are also trying to find those boundaries Woo. as well. Because I you were Woo. running hot. I yeah. I could see it. Even even through Twitter, I yeah. could see. Oh yeah. You were and I was hot. I had to take a step. I was like, this is not how I want to live my life. This is just I hear that. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I mean, you just be walking along having a great day, and all of a sudden you come and somebody that says something on Twitter. Now you got to cut. Uh-uh. I'm like. I have been way quiet on Twitter. I will retweet your shit. I don't even say much. I just like, mm -mm, I'm just not. Because I, again, it was when I decided, but I made a mental shift. I said I was no longer putting new wine in the old wine skins. I was no longer yeah. gonna put this into this sinking shit. This is not, this shit ain't broken. It's working as it's supposed to. And I'm not putting any more energy into yeah. that. I'm not putting any more frustration in that. I'm not putting it. I'm gonna, y'all can have this shit. Let, deal with the chaos. We are gonna be over here. 
So that's mm-hmm. that's where I okay. am. So yeah, I've that's and that's why yeah. it's it been interesting just being on Mastodon. It's been it's been different, and I love how oh it was such, such a safe space. And it's my my the instance I'm on. I was the first person they've ever got 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 reported, but I chose that <laughs> I chose that instance because it's the one that's, that's timid um, on. Because I was oh, like, yeah. okay, these are people who have dealt with large scale harassment. These motherfuckers know how to protect me. All these other people, I don't know who the hell y'all are. But uh, and so when the Timnit um actually sh- showed on, um, she's like, yeah, Kim is the first person we ever keep going. <laughs> and even the person who built that instance is like, they keep they'll come and say, yes, yeah, this happened, but don't worry about it, we got you. So it's like in the background they're telling, and that's what Spotable yeah. is not doing. He can't get out of yeah. him, center himself to support the community, the individuals who need the backup. Yeah, I mean, he didn't put any of that infrastructure <laughs> in place, <laughs> right? Like he talks about it a lot. Like so we I, are going to address. I was so harassment surprised when I saw. I was like, wait a minute, this is this whole damn space was supposed to be about. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you are <laughs> arguing over terms of service? What the hell? That's. <laughs> Well, thank you so much well, for your was... time. Um, tell family I said hello. Um, I'm excited about that. the future, so I hope you stay as well because there's some shit coming down that as they get worse, our opportunities will get better. And so it's that, for me, it's that whole thing. I want to be ready because we ain't going to get another chance. Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna, we don't get the, we don't yeah. get the, the, the run up. So when they ready, I want to be yeah. able to activate. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. right. I hear that. Um, well, thank you for reaching out. I also really enjoyed it. As always. So <laughs> keep me in the loop. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks, Kim. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Kim Creighton. Follow me across social media platforms, Kim Creighton, or at Kim Creighton 1. Also, sign up for my newsletter, Straight No Chaser, a blueprint for having uncomfortable conversations at work.